Welcome to the Side of the Desk podcast, hosted by Fidelity Jobs and the Fidelity Women's Leadership Group. We are here to have deep discussions on the authentic experience of being a working professional in today's ever-changing workforce. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us today on the episode of Side of the Desk. We will be discussing career vitality at Fidelity by exploring two separate people's journeys across different roles and different business units at Fidelity. We will highlight lessons they've learned along the way and their most valuable takeaways after moving through a variety of roles. I'm your host, Alicia Edwards, and today I have with me Wes D'Souza and Nick Tarallo. Personally, I have worked with each of them at different points during my tenure at Fidelity. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Very happy to be here. Yeah, thanks, Alicia. Really happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah, we're really excited about today's content. So uh, as we were framing this episode for our listeners, I know we met prior to this to discuss each of your journeys at Fidelity, and we discovered that all three of us actually started in the same entry-level service role, which I thought was really funny. So to dive right in, I'll have Wes start us off and give us an overview of his path to Fidelity, including that same entry-level service role we all started in how he moved across a few different business units within various roles, and then we'll have Nick do the same. Thanks, Alicia. So, wow, started Fidelity um, back in 1998, right? So I've been here for about 20 years, and I came from the military, right? Out of high school, I went uh, into the Army and then uh, um, started my college career, and then a few years after that, I said, hey, let's, let's try out Fidelity. It was great. When I first walked in the building, I was just blown away. Just the building, the complex, all the people that were here, the buzz, everything that was going on. Uh, and I just learned a, a tremendous amount once I started Fidelity, the business acumen piece. I had a degree, right, a college degree in business, but when you actually get at Fidelity and you start learning the financial services arena and the markets, it's just incredible. I started at in that customer service role, right, and learned Fidelity really well. And then and I said, how do I stay here, right? So I quickly learned how much opportunity there was, and I wanted to be part of that uh, from a career perspective. And so. I started out in that role and through my performance and working hard, was able to work um, over the past 20 years with about six to eight different groups. And in the middle of my tenure at Fidelity, I left for a little bit. I had an opportunity to work for a different company. And that experience, the culture there, really drove me back, right? And wanted to be back at Fidelity in the in the kind of financial services area, but also working for just such a great company with great values and a great culture. Yeah, I definitely I feel like we hear that a lot. I know personally, when I came to Fidelity, um, a few of my cousins had worked at Fidelity in the past and no longer work here, but all four of them separately told me, you have to go work at Fidelity. And I thought that that really spoke mountains to a company's culture and the impact that it has on people who no longer work there. And they were like, you have to go work at Fidelity. And that was truly, that was one of the things that that sent me overboard to be like, okay, yeah, I guess I have to give this a shot. Sounds great. (laughs) So Nick, I guess you could tell us about your path too. Yeah, absolutely. So I started out myself as an intern at Fidelity uh, before my senior year of college. I interned within the customer service space um, and I got the opportunity to work on a couple of really cool different projects, partially because I did not have my financial licenses at the time. But as soon as I spent a couple of months in the internship, I figured that I was going to be returning to Fidelity afterwards. I really enjoyed the culture of um, assistance that people provided to pretty much anyone who was asking for it. There was a lot to learn. So I came back after my senior year of college and I started out on the phones, taking phone calls, got fully licensed, which was really interesting. Got to learn a lot about people and a lot about finance, of course, and 
you know, for my own personal benefit, it was also great to learn about retirement savings and <laughs> establish a really good financial basis, right? Yeah, um, you get that financial education. Oh, it was great. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yep. Totally, totally invaluable. After a little bit of taking those phone calls, I ended up moving over to a sales role with Infidelity on the phones. Spent a year or so doing that, and I realized that maybe that wasn't necessarily for me in sales, so that's the point at which I moved over to an internal role at Fidelity, more on the corporate side. In that role, I had the opportunity to sort of look at what I was doing prior, helping pay people who were doing my prior roles, and learning a little bit more about how those groups run um, from a top-down perspective. I had a couple of different roles in that compensation space, and most recently, I've been able to actually move over to our government affairs and policy group, which I'm very excited about as well, and I'm sure we'll talk about that. Yeah, that's awesome. I know that um, some of your movement has been due to your networking and mm -hmm. um, at both within your role and outside of your role. I yes. know that you're very involved in our pride organization mm -hmm. with Fidelity. And I, I think it's just really interesting that you've been able to move across such different spaces and have such different roles, even in a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, something I didn't mention is that all of that was only within the span of about five years or so. My Involvement within Pride has been such a rewarding experience. A couple of years ago, they were looking for somebody to help out on a couple of projects, and I said yes, of course. And since then, I've been able to you know, work as the global lead of the finance, um, running the budget for Pride, and also working on a lot of different strategy initiatives, which has been just really cool working with people throughout the company that I would otherwise totally have no opportunity to work with, and just learning even more and more and building that experience. Yeah, to add to, add to ERGs at Fidelity, right? Employee Absolutely. resource groups. I'm in the veterans organization, uh, and they're great opportunities to network, uh, meet new people, and those can lead to other opportunities. Um, yeah. So I would I would agree there. My experience is a little different. I started out mm -hmm. uh, as a regional center associate, became a manager, and I've had several different service sales and leadership positions uh, in that in that 20 year period. But almost all my experience has been in the regional center environment, whether yeah. in our our 401k or our retirement uh, group or in our retail organization, which is our brokerage business. Uh, yeah. But each group offered different opportunities to learn, grow in my career uh, and learn different parts of the business. I think that's really interesting, too, because we look at two very different time periods, right? 20 years of fidelity versus five years of fidelity. Five is still a very good accomplishment. I feel like everyone feels like, yes, I, mm -hmm. this is my <laughs> company after you've been there for five years. But you have a lot of different movement within the two of your paths. But also there are a lot of commonalities, whereas, you know, if whether or not you're staying within the same group and just having a variety of roles or you're moving to between different groups and having a, a variety of roles. <laughs> so um, I feel like it's, it's just really interesting and it's really valuable that Fidelity provides such a big scope. And Wes, you had mentioned when you first came to, to work at Fidelity, learning the scope of, of how far Fidelity actually reached and what kind of different units were out there was surprising and intriguing to you. I'm continually surprised by how many different roles exist at Fidelity and how many different paths that we can have open for any number of different people interested in different things. So I think it's really wonderful that it applies to so many different paths and different passions. And I know that we have our career center, which Wes volunteers at as well, to kind of help people shape their own adventure and decide what they're excited about with Fidelity and then help to move themselves along at work. And then also, obviously, to promote Fidelity's success as well. Yeah, just to add a little bit there, the career center is a phenomenal resource. It started about five years ago at Fidelity. Uh, and it's here for all employees. And so those career coaches are there to help anybody in any business unit talk about networking, preparing for interviews, getting their resumes ready to go. You know, what do I need to do to be successful? Networking obviously is a big one. Uh, we spend a lot of time there. Yeah, and um, I can actually add to that as well. So 
within my first six months or so, I set up a meeting with a career coach, and it was so helpful. At the time, I was interested in potentially moving over to a different group. I was a l- probably a little bit early. I had a lot to learn in my current role, but it, they were able to help me out with at least setting me up with some connections, some mentorships, and just showing me all the different resources available for when the time was right. So I can totally echo that. The Career Center has been a totally, totally invaluable resource here. Yeah, I think that's really interesting too. If you're you know, leveraging these resources that a company provides to you six months into a role, right? Maybe you're not ready to jump yet. Maybe you're not ready to move on to a new role, but at least you're thinking about, okay, this isn't a plan, it's more of a path. We're creating a blueprint for where you might want to go next. And you're leveraging the knowledge of other people who have worked in different business units and they know a variety of different people. And um, they'll be able to say, hey, have you thought about this? Oh, well, because you like this, I think that would be really interesting for you. And they're just kind of helping you to shape your own experience with where you are able to put your areas of interest and and apply yourself and and see where your path takes you within fidelity and i think because the scope of fidelity is so big it's so interesting that that can kind of take you any number of different ways yeah i mean there's literature out there you can read about right around what people want in a job and people are looking for purpose right they're looking for autonomy and they're looking for mastery right and that's that's well documented and i think at fidelity you get that here and that um, you get that with our culture um, I think the mastery piece is sometimes where, where we struggle, right? And a career coach can really help you to, to learn the business acumen that you need and understand that you want to be a star where you are, right? You want to have great performance in your current role and master that position before you're ready to move to the next. I love that. Be a star where you are. <laughs> that's a great Absolutely. That's a great way to yep. live by in your current role. <laughs> yeah, no, I, um, and it's so true, right? I, I meet with a lot of uh, folks six months, eight months at Fidelity in the Career Center. They start out in the same job that we all started out in. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, how do I get to the, you know, to a director level role? And I'm like, well, that's a great question. <laughs> um, it's going to take some time, right? Yeah. But let's make sure that we we get we get you set up uh, and you progress, you know, in the, at the right time frame mm-hmm. to get you to make sure that you're successful throughout your career yeah. and not just you know making a quick jump, uh, which is sometimes very difficult to do. Yeah, it's important to deliver in any role that you, that you're in um, before you're able to, you know, d- demonstrate that mastery before you're able to move on, which is pretty great. And I think, you know, with a company like Fidelity, where they are very focused on the culture of being open to have like, it's not frowned upon for those very new employees to come in and have a conversation with a career coach that says, yeah, I want to make that jump. And it's like, great, we love the initiative. We're going to we're gonna help you get there. It just might take a little bit more time than you want it to um, right away, right off the bat. But I think that that really speaks to our, our culture at Fidelity in terms of how open it is. It's, it's open to growth. It's open to change. It's open to movement. And, um, and it's really highlighted and it's put first. I've never had a leader at Fidelity who wasn't trying to push me to be able to trying to challenge me in order to grow and and think about what I really like in my role and and what's coming next and how that might serve me as well as how it might serve Fidelity. So I think that that's just really a great message kind of it's a consistent culture from the top down. You know, when we have larger leadership meetings, I think it really, the way that it trickles down to more local leaders is really consistent and it reflects itself in the, the culture of all of the people that we interact with on a daily basis. Yeah, we want Fidelity to be a vocation, right? We want the financial services industry to be a vocation. I would tell you too, like spending time in the regional centers and learning the customer service aspects of, the, of Fidelity, everything we do is centered around the customer. So if you get that, you've gained that experience and insight and spend the time to learn the role, like you'll be invaluable for the rest of your career. 
because you have that frontline experience. So we try not to we try to slow folks down. Not don't rush it, but we want to make sure you get what you need so that you're successful in the future. Yeah, and it's something that I've experienced as well, building off of this, is when we think about growing within your role and being a star where you are, something that I've experienced is that I've had universal help from the leaders that I've had here at Fidelity in learning how to grow within your current role. When Alicia and I worked together for a couple of years in that role in compensation, there was a couple of holes in certain processes that we identified, and so we just worked together. I think both of us had a little bit of a desire to learn more about presenting and public speaking and process rewriting and improvement, and so we both just ran with that. And you know, I know that Alicia started running essentially a whole training series on her own just because she was really good at it and she developed those skills. And that was something that she was able to do within her current role that really helped her build a resume for whatever she might be looking for in the future. And she had full acceptance and help from our leadership within the group. And it's just a really good opportunity to, even where you are, you can find opportunities to grow and you can do that. Yeah, I think outside of where you are too, something that I've experienced in the company is Absolutely anyone will give you 20 minutes of their time to tell you about what they do. And I think that's awesome. I think it's like really hard to find in a company as consistent as it appears here. Like if you stop somebody, you know, if you're in office, if you're not in office, whatever it is, in office, you meet someone in like the kitchen, the break room, and you're like, hey, tell me about what you do. They're happy to tell you. Like they're happy to tell you when they got to Fidelity, how they started, what they did before, and, and what they like about their role and how it fits into the overall scope of Fidelity. Conversely, like I know that I've received emails of people I don't know, just internal to the company, asking me for 20 minutes on my calendar. Hey, I I know this person and they said that you used to do this role. Can you tell me about how you got there? And 100% of the time, I will give them 20 minutes on my calendar. And it's, I don't think it's just me. I really think it's like broadly accepted across Fidelity that that is a way for you to understand the scope and network and build a strong understanding of what's out there because there truly is so much. People are a little bit disbelieving at that at first as well, um, especially in the career center. I'm like, we'll just send them an email and reach out to them. I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> is often what I hear. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. They'll, you know. Worst could, case scenario, they just don't respond. <laughs> yeah. Does someone need to introduce me? I'm like, well, I could help with that too. Yeah. Happy to do it. But yeah, you can just, you can reach, reach right out. And we're, we're a networking company. We really believe in building your network and your brands and getting getting to know as many people as possible. Obviously, you have to be cognizant of people's time, right, as you mm-hmm. as you look at the different, different roles and responsibilities. But networking is critical. The last thing I'll say around networking is always think about how you can be helping someone else versus how it's going to help you. Mm-hmm. If you go in with that kind of approach from a networking perspective, like, yeah, I'm here to learn about what your company does or what you, what you do, your division or your group. But I want to see how my skills and what I bring to the table might be able to help you, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to I'm coming to the network just to get a job, right? You should be focused on on what you can do for them. Yeah, I love that 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 selfless type of reach out that you can always help someone. Anyone can learn anything from somebody else, no matter what their role is. So I love that having that mindset of being able to share what you can do for someone else instead of just having it be more of a self-serving network. And that might be why people don't really understand that they can just reach out and because there's always something for you to give. Um, it's not necessarily you just taking through the networking piece. But I will say it's it's important to have a strong network, not only while you're within the company, but Wes, when you mentioned you briefly left Fidelity, it was your network that brought you back, right? It was uh, that you were drawn back to Fidelity's culture. But can you speak a little bit to that about how your network has helped shaped getting back to Fidelity? Yeah, I went and worked for a different um, financial services company, and the culture there wasn't the same. And then I, I was drawn back to Fidelity, and a person who I had worked for in one of my previous roles, I reached out to them. I had been talking to them a lot, um, throughout my time that I was away. They, they said, I have a leadership role open. Are you, would that be something that you're interested in? 
Now, to be clear, I had to go through the whole interview process, right, and <laughs> uh, meet with all sorts of different folks. Yep. It wasn't it wasn't like a, a done deal, but um, that person obviously opened the door for me, mm-hmm. right, and gave me the opportunity to, to get back at Fidelity. And I'm so, ha- so happy. It's been 10 years since uh, I've been back, and I'm so happy to be here. That's awesome. And then, Nick, I feel like it's kind of the same for you. Moving into your latest role, uh, the commonality that I'm noticing is it has to do with networking and involvement outside your day-to-day responsibilities. It's kind of flourished for you differently in, in each of your journeys and at different times. But, you know, I think it has to do with bringing your most authentic self to work and having that purpose that we talked about within your role. And if you have other things outside of just your day-to-day responsibilities to support that, it aligns pretty well with the whole reason that we're here talking about this episode, right? We think of like the definition of vitality. Mm -hmm. I looked it up for us. (laughs) It's the state of being strong and active. And when I think about career vitality, I think bolstering your career with these fulfilling opportunities is um, really important. And, you know, if we're, if we're thinking about what can I do for someone else, um, these networking opportunities or these new role responsibilities, they came to you most recently, Nick, just because of your involvement with the Pride organization. Mm-hmm. And you were trying to focus on building a skill, and it happened to be that something came up that you were really, really interested in. The concept of bringing your whole self to work is something that is really important and something that I believe in fully and wholeheartedly, and that's part of why I'm involved in the Pride group. I truly do believe that, you know, if everybody at Fidelity feels comfortable coming to work and being their full selves, sharing their true ideas with their colleagues and just playing off of one another, that is how Fidelity grows most organically and most truly. So when people are able to fully collaborate and not feel scared or shy to share their ideas with one another, that is how Fidelity truly does grow. And that is how each associate can grow as well. And then speaking about my recent role change, you know, you mentioned something a little bit earlier when we were talking about maybe if you don't have a full plan, you can still have a path, you can develop a blueprint. And that is really exactly what I was working on. You know, ever since I was really here at Fidelity, I had an idea that I wanted to work in a certain group, work on a little bit more strategy. But in my current roles that I had, that wasn't necessarily a direct option. You know, I was able to help out here and there on side projects, but my core roles kept me busy enough to sort of keep me outside of learning about that. So within the Pride group, I was able to sort of just form my own business case team and work on certain strategic initiatives that were completely outside of what I was doing on a day-to-day basis. And that led me to have several conversations with several company leaders that, again, I would never have any sort of day job connection with. And some of that work that I was doing recently was exactly what a certain group was looking for, but I was really excited to get a, to get a role in. And so I was able to just simply say, hey, yeah, I've been working on this with Pride, and um, it led to my current opportunity. So. That's really awesome. So I feel like we've, we've discussed a lot of the positives about you know the company and with any company, with any career, uh, it's not all rainbows and butterflies, right? There's gonna be challenges. And Wes, when we had met initially, you had a few good examples of facing adversity within your career and how it can evolve based on your response. Would you mind sharing those? Yeah, so back in the dot-com bubble, if you can remember that, uh, <laughs> back in 2000, so I was um, moving to a manager managerial role and which is what I wanted to do, right? I want to be in leadership and most of my career path. And as you talk about a path is that's what it's been. And about, you know, a few months after the dot-com bubble kind of burst, uh, you know, I was out, I was brought, brought into a room and said, hey, we have an opportunity for you. We can have you stay at Fidelity and, and we're going to have you go to a, a role you had previously. And so when that happens to you, you're like, oh my, my God, what's happening here, right? And but I looked at I looked at it and get some great coaching at the time. This is an opportunity for you to go back and learn more about that role, uh, and grow, um, and then hopefully other opportunities uh, come because of that. Uh, and the way that I handled that, and 
uh, be very candid. I had some folks off the side I could speak to very privately and that I trusted to kind of work through some of this, uh, through some of that stuff emotionally. But I presented at work like a great attitude and it, it led to another managerial opportunity about three months after I was, um, you know, some might say put back, right? I'll put mm-hmm. air quotes around it. Uh, and that led to that that role. And then that role led to a role working for the gentleman that eventually hired me back to Fidelity, right? So I went and, and uh, helped start a new a new group at Fidelity in our retirements business. And then later on, fast forward, I came back to Fidelity. I was um, working as a financial consultant leader at Fidelity, a guidance leader. Uh, and that same thing happened. My manager came to me and said, hey, we, we have one too many, and but we have an opportunity for you to lead a customer service facing team. And I said, absolutely, I'll take it. Uh, and in that role, after doing that role for about six months and really focusing on career pathing for my associates and my team, led to an opportunity to be uh, what we call the talent champion at Fidelity, which was doing external hiring. Uh, so both of those kind of setbacks that someone might see, both turned into really good opportunities for me to learn and grow at Fidelity. Um, if I had handled it a different way and was really upset about it and didn't focus on the positives, um, it may not have turned out that way. So. Yeah, and I think in the moment it's it's tough emotionally. Like it can be, um, you know, when you're facing adversity, when you're facing a challenge, it's easy to say, yeah, you should embrace the challenge. But emotionally, it can be really tough. And I think it's really important to have a trusted source of networks and people both inside and outside Fidelity that you can, you know, work through that those challenges with, and then you know, emerge on a better side of it and then I mean in both instances I'm sure this isn't the case every time this happens to every single person but in both instances that's some pretty quick movement right so I think another lesson there is just everything's always moving like things are ebbing and flowing Uh, in the moment because you're upset it's emotional it might seem like oh man this is the worst thing to ever happen or I can't believe this is happening and um, really negative but truthfully when you take a step back you can embrace the challenge you can show up to work you can be ready for the next challenge you can say yes to new opportunities opportunities, even if they're a little bit less than ideal, because it's usually not the end of the world, right? It's just going to be probably a relatively short-term thing. If you are learning and growing and pushing forward, there's always going to be a new opportunity and you just have to learn to adapt and go with the flow. Yeah. And I'll just add, uh, it's the same thing when you're looking at new opportunities, when that uh, when that uh, adverse situation happens or doesn't happen, you can take a lateral move. You can take a, a role where it maybe it's not looked at as a lateral move to learn and grow and learn new skills so that you can better position yourself for future opportunity. We try to talk more about that at, at, at Fidelity and we should talk about that, I think, everywhere. Mm-hmm. People always want to try to move forward and move up in their minds, but there's great opportunity in, in, in changing laterally. And rounding yourself and out. And rounding yourself out and learning new skills. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, so Alicia, we have a very funny story um, <laughs> when both of us went over to the corporate side a couple of years ago. So for those who don't know, don't know, which is everybody listening to this, Alicia and I, in the end of 2019, we actually applied to the same role and Alicia did get the role ahead of me. So we were the final two and um, I eventually got a very disappointing at the time email from the hiring manager just letting me know. She knew that me and Alicia had a, had a history. We used to work together. And so she let me know that Alicia got the role. But um, of course, it was disappointing, right? You know, we're not all robots here. So you get a little bit disappointed, you think about it. But I set a meeting with that hiring manager, and I just wanted to get good feedback. And I maintained a good line of communication with her. And about a month and a half later, she sent me an email, turns out somebody else on the team left. And so within two weeks, I was starting in the new role, which was 
just such a good example of, you know, maintaining openness, maintaining a line of communication and keeping yourself, again, open to the new opportunities. If you internalize a little bit too much, you get too disappointed, you may end up closing yourself off to things that you don't even know are available to you. So that, was, that wasn't a no, never. It was a no, not right now. No, right? not right now. Exactly. Right. And it turned yeah. into a yes. Mm -hmm. uh, turned into a shortly after yes. <laughs> yeah, well, that, can happen, that can happen. I see that happen time and time again. All the time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, things are always moving, and I think it's a really good takeaway for our listeners. Like, just because you hit a little detour, you don't get the role you want, it might later come available for you, or a better role might come along. Just because of how, you know, things shook out, it allows a different path to emerge. And, you know, as long as you're still within your blueprint or you're rounding out your skills, maybe doing a lateral move, I think that, you know, it all leads to to good stuff as long as you're putting forth your, your best face, you're being engaging, you're being professional, you're trying to learn and grow. And uh, I'm sure it's, you know, it's not the time when it happens, it's probably not going to be the only time that it happens within your long careers. <laughs> and and uh, the only thing that you can really control is how you respond to it. Yeah, definitely. Um, you think you got to love what you do, right, Nick? Yep. Yeah, and come to work every day with a smile and positive attitude. Yeah. Um, someone once said to me, your attitude will determine your altitude, not, not your aptitude, mm -hmm. right? So aptitude's important for sure, right? You have to make sure you have the baseline skills that are needed for the job and knowledge. But the attitude is so critical, and that when that when this stuff happens, um, having a, the positive attitude, and having someone again behind the scenes that you trust, mm -hmm. that you can talk to to kind of work through some of that, um, you know, some of those other feelings, is very very helpful. Yeah, I remember when my sister was going for her um, most recent role. Uh, she also works at Fidelity. We were debriefing after her interview, and she was worried that there was going to be a more qualified, also put air quotes around that, more qualified person, like someone who knew more things about Microsoft Excel. And, and I told her, I said, there might be, and that's okay. But I think you went out there, you gave a great interview, you are a great person to be around, great team player, and you're really positive. So as long as you're willing to learn the skills, especially I think within Fidelity, it speaks to our culture as well. I think especially at Fidelity, they're really willing to teach you the skills you need for within your role. So as long as you are a good fit and you have good energy, you're a good team player, and you're willing to learn, you're willing to put in that energy to work and grow, then you're gonna be a good fit. Yeah, I think for anybody coming to Fidelity or any other company, like it's, are you coachable? Like, Absolutely. can you take advice and guidance? Can you take um, critical feedback that is to help you grow and learn and put that feedback to good use? And are you open to it, right? So if you're not open to, to coaching or open to feedback, it can be tough uh, in, any, in any corporate job or any job any, that, for that matter. Yeah, I think that's this is a really good discussion today. Um, thanks for joining, Wes and Nick. Uh, a lot of what I pulled uh, from today's discussion as common themes were um, be a star where you are, right? Crush your performance and, and do your best. Be coachable and up for any challenges or um, kind of think about how you're going to roll with the punches, right? Say yes to any opportunities that you can. Figure out what excites you outside of your day-to-day -day responsibilities and expand your network to support that because you never know what might come along. So to wrap up, what would each of you say are the biggest takeaways when you think about excelling in your career? Harken back to what we said a little bit earlier and that you do not need to have a full plan in place to be able to execute, to be able to move forward in your career. Whether it's a lateral move or you're looking to climb the ladder, there is always something you can be doing while excelling in your current role to learn more and set yourself up for, even if you don't know what the next opportunity will be, set yourself up for the next opportunity. There's always some sort of skill that almost everybody is looking for that you might need to improve on. And so if you're just actively thinking about ways that you can improve, 
And you're, of course, continuing to excel in your current role and sharing all of this with your current manager. The sky is truly the limit. Um, and so is the job board here at Fidelity. So, Yeah, I agree with everything Nick said. I would, I would just add that you, know, you want to build trust as quickly as you can with your leaders, your peers. You want to be a great teammate. You want to get outstanding results in your, in your current role and, and master that job. Um, you want to come in with a positive can-do attitude, right, and seek uh, new challenges and new opportunities. Um, and I think be a learner, right? Be a constant learner. Be somebody who wants to, you know, have any role be a vocation, and learn as much as you can about that about that role or that job or fidelity or whatever whatever company you're working for. It's so important in our industry, right, um, to constantly want to learn and grow. Yeah, I love all of that. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Thank you to all of our listeners and our awesome creative services team who makes these episodes possible for us. Thanks, and we'll catch you next time on Side of the Desk. Thank you for listening to this Side of the Desk episode. And thank you to our recording studio and editors who make our episodes possible. For more information about working at Fidelity, check out fidelitycareers.com.